Hey, John. How's it going? Wow, we're we're starting this the exact same as uh, the first Same Shade of Difference podcast. Absolutely, I think that was your exact same uh, leading line. So, so this is <laughs> the uh, inaugural Craft Brew Geek podcast. I am thrilled to be your first guest, Absolutely. first guest Brew on Geek the show, podcast. and uh, hopefully a, a frequent collaborator. Collab- collaborator. So, absolutely. So, have we been drinking all day? Uh, ye- well. Not as much as yesterday. Not as much as yesterday. And to hold true to what I um, lovingly refer to as Mark's axiom, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. And I don't think we started in the morning. We made it until like early afternoon. I think it was like one maybe. It it, it was after afternoon. So uh, I do tend to post that frequently when I am uh, morning drinking. Yeah. You know, it's. I don't know about you. Uh, I did wake up a little hungover this morning after our drinking yesterday, and uh, I felt like some morning drinking probably would have been doing me a favor <laughs> to, you know, kind of like get my wits about me. But it was okay. I made it into one. It was good. And not to say that you're not a drinking professional, because I believe you are, but if you noticed yesterday, I did have quite a bit of water as we were drinking. Oh, you did. You absolutely did. Uh, and I believe, in fact, you even said, hey, do you want me to grab you a water? And I was like, nah. I did. I, the, I don't need that. The water generally saves me. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I I did drink a lot of water when I got back to the room, but you know, I think a lot of the damage had already been done. And so We were there for like six hours. We were there for like six hours, and um, I think I mentioned on our last uh, Same Shade of Difference recording, I think I even like kind of impressed the bartender a little because I just, they offered nine and 12-ounce pours there, and I just kept getting 12-ounce pours of She everything. was calling you honey. She was, yeah. It was pretty awesome. And I, I didn't get a honey all night. You did not. Actually, my favorite part, I think I told you this last night, was um, she was grabbing beer for a couple of people. and I was standing at the bar because I also needed a refill. And so she's getting beer for these two guys. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, do you need another one? I was like, yeah. And she goes, what are you going to get? And I told her. And so she gives the beer to those two guys, then she's like tapping away at the, the register and she's like putting my order in, like adding it to my tab where she gets it. And like without turning to look, like she's basically like facing in the same direction as these two guys in the side of the bar. I'm at the like front of the bar. Um, and she's like, honey, what was the last name on your tab? And the one guy like right in front of her says something and she's like, oh no, not you. And then she turns around and <laughs> looks at me and I told her my name and then she like entered in. I was like- and- I really oh, thought yeah. that she would know your name because she carded you. Yeah, you know, that that's a thing. That seems to happen. Um, I mean, you're into your 30s and still getting uh, carded. I am in my early 30s, still getting carded. Um, I can guarantee you it would happen more frequently if I did not have a beard. Um, if I went clean shaven, uh, I, I still look like I'm 14. So. I could see that. Yeah, Absolutely. it makes a huge difference. Um, Oddly enough, though, every single time we're out and I get carded, you do not get carded. I don't know what the hell's going bizarre. on. Bizarre, yeah, yeah, very rude. So. That is strange. <laughs> so uh, I've been thinking about uh, this podcast uh, long before we started ours, yeah, and, and uh, just hadn't ever kicked it off. So kind of my goals are uh, kind of have uh, cool special guests 
host all the time. So sure. uh, I hope you'll be a frequent contributor. Absolutely. The yeah, more I, podcasts, I, the merrier. So. You, you see, I could say that word. I couldn't say you, collaborator. You got it. Yeah, contributor. contributor. Okay. Well, oh, pick I your battles. Col- I pick your collaborator battles. that time yeah. as well. Oh, oh you're, wow. You're, you're a professional at this. So those are the biggest words I'm going <laughs> to use all, all evening. Um, but I had some goals in mind, which is uh, talk to people in the industry, talk to people that hang okay. out as yeah. regulars. Um, the, the whole reason I started the Craft Brew Geek um, kind of brand was was that I enjoy the community that these breweries uh, bring together. And, um, and so this first episode, I just thought we'd, we'd talk about our uh, first two nights, yeah. days and nights in uh, Orlando. We're down here for the PodFest Expo. We are. And um, so um, tonight we are uh, happen to be at Dead Lizard Brewing, which uh, I've been to uh, uh, quite a few times. Yeah. And uh, your first visit. This is my, my virgin visit to Dead Lizard Brewing. Super cool place. Uh, the, the people that come in here seem like they are uh, regulars and kind of part of the community. Yeah. Well, uh like we've been talking about a little bit before, um, it's really kind of back in its own place. I mean, it's in like an industrial park with like businesses and stuff around that are like not businesses that like people who don't work at the business <laughs> need to go to, right? It's like, yeah, you got to want to come here. Yeah. So you're never going to just be driving through here, like on your way to the grocery store or a restaurant or something and be like, oh, dead lizard. That seems cool. Let me go in. So um, I think it really engenders this sort of like regular crowd that's going to be like, this is a cool place. I want to come here and I'm going like a little bit. Basically, you're never going to come here without like planning to come here, if that makes sense. You're yeah, never going to not acci- on the way to You're never going to accidentally stumble upon this place. So no. um, I think it really does fit that sort of bill for all sorts of art all, all along the walls. Absolutely. Uh, people have uh, written on the concrete uh, block walls. Yeah, it's with just like chalk. Yeah, it's like cinder block walls and they have like a whole bunch of chalk laying around if you want to like tag it up. It's pretty cool. I am going to have to get a picture for my sister of the uh, dead lizard cornhole uh, uh, board over there. Uh, my sister did send me a, uh, an, a text last night. And let me pull it up. She uh, is uh, a cornhole uh, professional. She is. Who, I didn't know who, such a thing existed. Who knew that was a thing? But you can go to like the league's website and like watch videos of her competing, which is absurd, and it, I love it. It, it is. <laughs> I mean, she's got got a jersey and and everything. So uh, so last year she finished the regular season uh, second in the world, second or third in the world. I can't remember which. And uh, this year, are these, are these gendered leagues? Um, they she have, only play against women, or she play against men too? She does both. Okay. So there are there are uh, um, in in all of in the league there are uh, mixed doubles and all other teams, and then there's a men's division and a women, okay. women's division. Okay. And so she plays in several of them uh, at each event. And um, I think you can even uh, I know last year. Uh, her partner would change periodically, so there oh, must be okay. one where where you get individual scores, but you you don't have to have the same partner. Ah, okay, okay, um, that's a little complicated. Cool. Yeah, but but this year she she'd had some uh, some health issues and and uh, work and and coming back and helping me with my mom and stuff right. like that, and and so. Um, um, she hadn't. She she'd been further down in the standings, and so she texted me last night and 
and uh, she's coming into town soon to to stay with my mom for a, a week or so. Oh, okay. And uh, she's number set. She's back at number seven in the uh, uh, AmericanCornhole.com dot com standings nice. for the world. So nice. Uh, That's so awesome. So that uh, I think the last time I looked, she was fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, or something she's like that on the climb. So uh, coming up uh, on a climb, and I think their season, the world event, is sometime in. Uh, july or something so okay okay coming on so probably a good time to be rising in the standings so um i'll have to send her a picture of of the the dead lizard cornhole i think the first time uh i met your sister in person was actually at uh the west six farm and uh, they've got cornhole at the west six farm outside and um the boards were set up and so i believe she and jenny were out there playing cornhole and your sister's like, this setup is not regulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that could not matter less right now. Like you're dumpstering everybody you play against, regulation or not, it makes zero difference whatsoever. Yeah, some of my friends are they're always like, you you should get her out there and have her have her throw left handed for the first uh, set. I know I've definitely made that comment before. Like you need to take her to Country Boy in Georgetown, and we'll play. Like have her throw left handed throw a game or two and then suddenly like oh i want to play for like a round of beer you know don't don't have to hustle hard just get some free beer out of it yeah and just have her start bodying people it'd be great so um what was your first beer here at dead lizard uh my first beer was chameleon something or another if it, you it was the um if you want to talk the about key yours, lime, uh, yes the key lime cream, cream sick cream ale. ale um so it's cream sick s-i-c dash ale because it's a cream ale but they want to sound like creamsicle um i decided after the amount we we drank last night and that we did start at like one today to uh, start easy. So I started with the cream ale. Uh, it was fantastic. It was so good. Um, now I am on to the purple something or another. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up. It's a West Coast IPA and you hate it. Um, I it know that the much. Purple skink the IPA. purple skink. Yeah. IPA. I really like it. I am a fan of West Coast IPAs, but so the global rating on that on Untapped is uh, 3.71. So, okay. okay. So um, pretty good for, um, yeah. I mean, the hazies are the ones in the milkshakes that, yeah. that, that have the higher ratings. And I think uh, they do have a hazy that immediately caught my eye, and I decided I'd wait till I was a few beers in. So that'll probably be my next one is the hazy. Yeah, we'll get to the brewery we started at today, and we both started with the hazy. And, we did. And that may have been a little... A little early, considering the day before. Um, no, it was exactly what I needed, considering the day before. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so uh, the the first one I had here was the three two one, Kolsch. Yes. So um, they seem to be known for their Kolsches. I've had uh, uh, a number of the the Kolsches here, and uh, um, they're a good Kolsch. They, they're, they're not anything to write home to mom about, but they are uh, certainly very good. And, uh, and, and a Kolsch is not one of those styles that no. sets your world on fire. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. Although I was telling the gentleman over here that, that we had a Kolsch at, uh, Sam Adams in Cincinnati over the holidays. We did. 
and it was, I guess we're going to get the explicit tag on this podcast as well. It was called Yippie Kai Motherfucker. Which is a great name to begin with. Um, the, the beers that night, like around the holidays, because maybe a few weeks before Christmas. A few um, weeks before Christmas. We're all Die Hard themed, because Die Hard is, of course, the best Christmas movie, as everyone knows. Absolutely the best Christmas movie. And and some people argue about that, that it's not a Christmas movie. I have movie. no idea how. I mean, and, and they're going to a Christmas party. What, exactly. What more do you need? It's a Christmas <laughs> fucking movie. Right? So uh, so anyway, <laughs> so uh, Yippie K, motherfucker, is probably the best Kolsch that, that I've ever had. I'd, I'd agree. And it's a once a year sort of thing at Sam Adams. I think we all had it that night. Yeah, I think we all tried it. Yeah. The, the name alone, you have to try it. The other, the other Kolsch I will give a nod to, and it is their signature beer, um, is the Kolsch at, no, is it? No, it's the Pilsner's their signature beer. I really liked the Kolsch, though, at uh, Sig Lusher in Frankfurt. Yes. Their Kolsch is surprisingly Kolsch. good. It's, it's not a bad um, Kolsch. They offer up some, like, pretty... They offer some pretty big pours. I think you can get, like, a 17-ounce, yes. I believe, is the biggest. Um, so, decent-sized beer. And I find that after, like, two or three of those, if I want one more, usually go for the Kolsch, like, finish easy and... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a good like way to cap off the night. If you're yeah, there. for sure, for sure. And then the second beer I had uh, is one that I've rated really highly. It's it's a four for me. Oh wow! And it's the uh, the Komodo Dragon Chocolate Stout. Yeah. And and I just think it's a super smooth, tasty stout. It is good. None of the coffee stuff that that I don't like, and um, just really good. Flavor, not not the best chocolate stout I've ever had, but really, really good, uh, and certainly deserving of of a four and and I believe that uh, that across the board, it's it's rated very highly. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I tasted a sample of yours. It's, I think you and I have talked about this a little bit. I've been kind of a uh, stouts were previously my go to. Um, now I do find it. A little more difficult to get into stouts. I've gone more into the IPAs, but um, every once in a while, a good stout is still it'll knock your socks off. So I, uh, I I try them on occasion. I just don't have them with the regularity. And and being here for the first time, I'm a little more inclined to go with a lot of their IPAs and, and different things like that that I've not had before. Yeah, for sure. And um, um, they have a pretty good variety here. They do. The, uh, yeah. In, in the summer, they um, they have uh, maybe a little more diversity on the uh, the menu. Okay. Uh, when I was here the other day, uh, Bill, the uh, the beer tender who also doubles as uh, the guy that does distribution for them, ah, okay. uh, kind of brought me up to speed as to what was coming out. And and so, for example, he told me the Colch would be down here and it would be out. And I'm like, well, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Right, right. I always enjoy kind of starting my night here with the cold. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, I, oh. and, and then your beer, your first beer, the uh, the key lime. Yeah. So the first time I was here, I'm trying to think who I was with. The first time I was here, I had it on nitro. What? It was really, oh my really God. outstanding. That sounds amazing. So they had the regular, and they had nitro, and then they had a derivative of some type. Oh, wow. It is cool. I, I like that when places do have a beer that, uh, I believe the beer tender tonight was telling me that's sort of like historically been their staple beer. 
And I do like when places take that staple beer. That's usually like a easy drinking, you know, ale or lager. Um, and they start to really kind of play around with it and they release those derivatives. So that's always cool to kind of get some variety and see what they can come up with for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dead Lizard is is the place that I want to come back to every time, and uh, and just have a beer or two. Yeah. So uh, it it has that that feel that I, when I talk to people about uh, craft beer, it's just a cool place to hang out. So uh, uh, I, I can't imagine any of my trips to Orlando. I I, can't, I don't think I've come down here which uh, after I've started coming to this place where I've I've skipped it. So yeah. Uh, uh, definitely well worth it. And, you know, um, when you were here a few weeks ago, uh, our coworker Chris brought back some Dead Lizard stickers. And uh, I previously, I only had two things on my work laptop. I had an unusually pink podcast sticker, and I had a pink vinyl that's like our company logo. And I christened it with a third sticker, the Dead Lizard one, having never been here. So I took a bit of a leap of faith. The sticker looked really cool. And uh, coming here, I'm I'm glad I put it on there. Well worth place it for is, sure. Place is cool, and they have two sticker walls, so we each have two stickers up, not just one here. So yeah, super cool. So uh, I have to get some pictures of that uh, uh, so that I can uh, post the, those sure. on all the usual places. So earlier in the day, we um, we got kicked out of the first brewery that we've been kicked out of in uh, ever. I feel I feel kicked out sends the wrong message, right? Kicked out makes it sound like we did something incorrect. I would prefer I don't, to I don't say, know that you didn't. You ate at the place that I, caught on fire. I did. It's not the first one, but I would prefer to say that we were evacuated from the first brewery that we were at. Okay, we were evacuated. <laughs> we were evacuated. Uh, you didn't even get to pay your uh, bar tab. I I did not. No. So uh, yeah, we went to we went to Crooked Can. Uh, which you had not been to before. I had not, but and you had. I had been here on a previous trip. Uh, so I have uh, my sister lives in Orlando, has been here for over a decade now. And on a previous visit, she actually took me to Crooked Can, which is a really cool brewery because it's in like a big kind of open building. So at one end of it is Crooked Can, their brewery and tap room. And then it opens into a huge uh, sort of like cafeteria, basically. There's just. It's almost like a food court. You know, you can just walk around and there's like probably a, over a dozen different places you can get food from. They're all really cool. Um, pretty much all of them, if it's going to take more than a couple minutes to make your food, they'll just send you a text whenever it's ready. You can come pick it up, sit wherever, drink your beer that you get from the tap room. Um, it's a really cool place. The beer has always been pretty good um, when I've been there. But yeah, I um, I had opened a tab. I drank one beer, and then I got a second one uh, while you were finishing your first. And then my tab was still open when they evacuated us because the barbecue place where I got my lunch had a grease fire, and uh, they had to evacuate the building. So when I was walking back with my ceviche, a woman walked by and looked at the guy behind the counter, and she said, well, I, I think it's done. And she was just joking because it was starting to smell a little uh, burny and yeah, smoky. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess it was a real thing that yeah. uh, maybe nobody really had a handle on until uh, they had to call the fire department. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting there just, you know, finishing our lunch and drinking. And uh, 
I think a cop car came up with the lights on and I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. And then a second one showed up and I was like, oh, what the heck? And then like the fire marshal showed up and we were like, what is happening? And then the, one of the guys working came up and was like, hey, we're going to have to evacuate. There's been a fire at the barbecue place. And we're like, what the hell? So I felt lucky though, because I got my beer like right before they evacuated us. So I had a full beer, whereas... Most other people were running on empty. I, I needed another beer and I needed a bathroom. And, and, <laughs> and I, you and got neither. I got neither. <laughs> I got neither. So uh, uh, I could definitely. Uh, so so Crooked Can, um, I liked the food part of the building and I yeah, thought yeah. the overall building was cool. The the brewery itself doesn't have the the thing that I always call the vibes. So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I like uh, hanging out at West Six or West Six Farm or Braxton or the Braxton Barrel House, uh, Dead Lizard Brewing here, um, because they they are cool, laid back places. Yeah, Crooked Can was was a line uh, of a conveyor belt of of people coming in, and it it didn't seem to have that regular feel. Oh, for sure. Or I, I think having the food court, while it's cool because it's so easy to go to the brewery, get some beer, and one, not only get food, but two, if you come with a group of people, there's a whole lot of options, right? So if people are picky about certain things, like everybody's going to find something they like at the food court. Um, but I do think you get a crowd that's not your typical like chill brewery crowd as a result of that. I mean, you get random people showing up who are just like, they don't even want beer. They're just there for the food court or that sort of thing. So The the, the outside tables did seem to have a, a little more relaxed chill to it, and some dogs and yeah, things like yeah. that. But uh, inside was, was really impersonal. It, it was, yeah. I mean, the guys working were pretty cool. I chatted with the one for a couple minutes. But yeah, it's, um, it's not the same vibe. So definitely kind of got to know what you're getting into when you go there. So working ourselves backwards on this trip, the the first place we visited um, might be our favorite so far. Uh, I would say it's def. Ah. I I would pick it over here just by a smidge. I think sure so far. Um, it's it's close, but I really like that place. But we rolled in uh, shortly after lunch and left six hours later. We did. They gave us. Uh, Incredible internet. What, 130, 140 megabits per second down? Yes. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we were in Orlando for this festival. Um, we got in because you and I, you know, not to throw shade at any of our other coworkers who have a um, tendency towards bitching about things. Um, you and I were both more than willing to take the flight down here at zero dark 30 if that was the one that was a direct flight um Absolutely. i'll do that every time as opposed to having all a connection. day every day uh so it did give us the majority of the day to hang out uh, before we had to do anything today except so, that we worked all day but we worked from a super cool brewery correct so we were looking for well we're gonna just post up with our laptops somewhere like where can we go uh the hotel has some kind of deal with lyft that within two miles, they'll lift you there for free anywhere, anytime between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m., which is kind of cool. And the Rock Pit Brewing happens to be less than two miles. So lifted down there for free, sat down, connected up our laptops. 
realized we had absurdly good internet and yeah, we just worked there for like six hours. And and worked well past the end of the workday. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, yeah. it was such a good uh, uh, environment to, to work in. We had high-speed internet. We had power. Yep. Uh, we had cold beer. And uh, damn if they didn't have uh, food from next door yeah, that they, they had delivered great, to yeah, us. Yeah, they had great food. That Yeah, you actually order with the bartender, and then the food just comes over, and they bring it over to you, which is, um, which is amazing. But yeah, I mean, I think we were both kind of in the same mindset we didn't talk about it or anything but it was like we don't have anything else going on today we've been here long enough that like i don't really i'm inebriated enough i don't really want to go to a different brewery right and i'm not going to get the same experience because i'm already like pretty far in so we well just stay here and if we're going to stay here i'm already working on stuff i'll just keep working on some stuff so yeah i think we worked to what, like 6.30 or 7 probably yeah, while was, we were there? It was around 7 o'clock when we, we, we decided to close so, our laptops. Yeah. And, and they were starting bingo. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they were starting bingo, and we're like, all right, it's it's about time. And also, we've been here a long time. so. But uh, first-class service all the way around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our beer tender was super cool. I was a big fan. Yep, she uh, she took care of us, and and as new people came on, they they kind of looked at us like we were the new regulars. Yeah, and uh, shoutouts to Sarah. So that was uh, nice. So, uh, um, so so Sarah, huh? All right. Yeah, All right. I I asked. Okay, always ask. Yeah. All right, good deal. So, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I could be back. You never know. Uh, Sarah, just so you know, JFabHD is single. In case you are uh, That's, listening, in case she's listening, yeah, it's true. I, true I did leave them a sticker pack for uh, Craft Brew. It's Geek. very cool, and we put up some stickers. And we did on put the up sticker stickers wall. on the, yeah. the sticker cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sticker cooler, absolutely. So um, I didn't, I didn't ask for digits or anything because I do live pretty far away. So. Oh, un- unlike uh, one of our coworkers that uh, did that, and uh, somebody said, "And you're from where?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're already getting the explicit tag. I believe at one point you described him as a quote unquote man whore. So I, I did describe him as, <laughs> as, as a man whore. So, uh, so maybe we won't mention his name because that might Im- be embarrassing for Chris if we said his name. <laughs> Aside from that. Oops. Well, one, I think he's proud, and two, he doesn't know how to listen to a podcast. Yeah, he's <laughs> so not going to listen to this one. Fine. So, he has uh, no idea. Unless, uh, and, and I probably won't advertise this one at work just to see what the pickup on it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if one of our other uh, co-workers, uh, then they'll probably trash him for, uh, uh, for uh, hearing about this. What is funny, though, is that I... If he were to hear it, I can see his reaction right now. He would do the sigh and throw up at one hand, and then he would switch to like rubbing his face with that hand because he does that all the time he at does. work while we're like picking on him. So uh, that, yep. that's exactly what would go down. Uh, I assume. So um, so anyway, Sarah, if you're listening, JFab uh, HD, uh, uh, it's just a flight down from Kentucky to Orlando. Two hours. And uh, and he has a sister in the area, so like I he do. even has a place to stay. My sister is established here. She's been here for a, a hot minute. And yeah, yeah. See, I think she carded you to get your name, not to get your age. Could have been. Could have been. I don't know. So she, or, or to see if I was local or not, maybe. Maybe. You know? So so Sarah was extra helpful. Uh, you know, I like to try everything. And so... Um, yeah, she had I, really good recommendations. I started on the sour path yesterday. And, and uh, 
their sours were really, really good. Yeah. I did, a couple of yours I tasted were were spot on. Yeah. I mean, they were very, very solid. Um, after a while, you you need to switch up. The yeah, sours are, are a little much for your system. And... Um, and so uh, I think we both had their their hazy IPA as well. Yeah. Yep. But I, uh, I, th- I think the, the beer of the night was the Cherry Detonator. It was. So I had, before the Cherry Detonator, I had Black the Ripper. Um, I, I did not get to try that, but we may, was, we may make it back there. It was a, um, it's been one of my new jams because it seems like a lot of places are coming out with one. It's an Imperial Red Ale. Uh, so, you know, red ales are normally like, flavorful but pretty smooth a little muted and then the imperial ones just like ratchet that up it was like 11 percent abv so it had some kick probably not what i needed last night but really good and i was like this is going to be my best beer of the night and then i had cherry detonator and i was like oh my god that was insane a, a cherry doppelbach uh right at 11 percent, 10.9 percent alcohol and uh incredibly smooth um, no alcohol taste at all. Just, just really, really hit the spot. Yeah, it did. And um, to me, it was really reminiscent, almost of uh, you know one of our our local breweries back in Northern Kentucky, Braxton. Uh, they do a a stout release, usually, you know end of the year uh and the stout's called dark charge and they do a whole bunch of different variants of it and they did one that was easily my favorite it was a luxardo cherry dark charge luxardo cherries being the really nice fancy uh cherries that you're using like an old-fashioned or some other cocktails and it was very reminiscent of that just you know a solid beer and then just really good rich cherry flavor that it didn't overpower so much as complement. I think the and beer itself. And I know itself. that Braxton Dark Charge you really like. So, the, so the fact that you're comparing them favorably oh, says yes. a lot. Yeah, I bought um, I bought two bottles of the Dark Charge, assuming I would drink one and I would save the other for my one of my other podcasts. And um, how'd that work out? Uh, extremely poorly. It did not make it to recording time, uh, much to the chagrin of my co-host who loves Luxardo cherries. So. so so I still have the two dark charges that I bought that day. Oh. I'm saving them for something special. That's You are a man of better willpower than me, so I, and, I crushed them. And, and I have a dark charge from the previous year as well. Oh, you have a 2018 release too? Dang. Do. So th- there's going to be something special. My uh, my brother in law was supposed to come in for Christmas, and he likes barrel aged okay. stuff. And I was going to share it with him last year, and then uh, uh, he didn't make it in. And so I thought, well, I'll I'll save it for something else special. Yeah. Yep. So they, they continue to wait. So, so um, I know we've got uh, the next couple days uh, uh, pretty heavy uh, schedule, but I suspect that we'll make it out to another place or two. Um, well, I know I, being the professional that you are, and it's not the first time this has happened, uh, when selecting our hotel for this particular trip, the hotel selection was made not based on proximity to the venue, which in itself, the convention's like at a convention center attached to a hotel, um, but proximity to breweries, so this, priorities. Our, our Hampton Inn is strategically located within an easy lift ride of five decent breweries, none of them 
uh, of the name BJ Brews, BJ's Brewhouse. <laughs> and, um, and so I don't know if we'll hit all five. But we'll we'll give it the old college try. Depends on the on the schedule for the next two days because sure. we certainly want to get the most out of the conference that we can. Um, uh, I did uh, make a friend here. Being an introvert, that's hard for me to do. But I I made a friend earlier in the night, and um, he suggested the Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company uh, was oh, okay. uh, was a big fan of that, and uh, we kind of compared some notes. And he also mentioned the sideboard. Uh, brewing company along with 1010 brewing so um all of uh, all three of those i believe are uh, um within um the general area so sideward is uh, is pretty close and um there's a couple others that are closer so the the tactical brewing company and uh, i believe broken string um, and then Ivanhoe Park is kind of within the region. I was going to say, that looks, uh, I just pulled it close. up in maps. It's like directly north of our hotel, basically. Not, yeah. not crazy far or anything. So. No. And then um, Orlando Brewing is, uh, the hotel told us this was it, within walking. Yeah, I was going to say, we could walk to that one, I'm pretty sure. It's, so, it's um, literally like a block away, maybe. So we'll be strategic. Is that, one, is that one brand new? Um, no, I don't think so. Orlando? Okay. I don't think so. I think it's been around for a while. Gotcha. So, um, but um, it'll be hard to top at least the uh, the the community and the vibe of uh, Dead Lizard Brewing, where we're at yep. now recording this episode, and uh, Rock Pit Brewing that we spent uh, yeah. a solid six hours at yesterday uh, working, eating, and enjoying their uh, adult beverages. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I really liked the vibe. And to kind of give you a feel, I think, of the the Rock Pit vibe, um, I was just kind of looking around on their website yesterday while we were there. And um, they had kind of like a, a page on their site that listed like all the things about it. Like, oh, like you can bring your kids. There's like board games and stuff. Your kids want to play them. And they had a section there that said like, we're dog friendly. And there was a strike through on it. And then underneath it said, we're still dog friendly, but we've run into some problems. And long story short, I guess in Florida, it's not actually legal to have dogs inside a brewery, but it's one of the, it's like jaywalking. Like nobody enforces that law, um, but a particularly just, you know, those people that everyone knows these kind of people, the ones who are just fucking miserable all the time yep. and their whole goal. And they want everybody they else anything, to be miserable exactly, around They want to ruin everything for everybody else. So apparently a little while ago, there was a couple who came in. Um, someone came in with the dog and they like took pictures and freaked out and said, this isn't legal and like made phone calls and called like, the, the health inspector. The health inspector had to come and he's like, yeah, you can't actually have dogs. And they're like, every brewery in, in this state allows dogs. And they're like, yeah, but you're not actually allowed them, and these people made a report. So they're they're working to see if they can do anything to rectify those laws. But on their website right now, it says like, "Hey, you have to keep your dogs at home." That being said, no one ever looks at that because everyone assumes that you bring your dogs to breweries because that's what you do, right? So, like case in point, last night someone came in with a dog, right, little dog, and uh, they were sitting at like one of the tables, and they kind of had the dog up like around the table, and um, one and Sarah. Of- Yes. And Sarah like eventually walks over and like, I just caught like pieces of the conversation, but basically what it amounted to is she gave them the, you know, quick and dirty version of the story I just told. And the girl holding the dog's like, like, do we, like, do we need to leave? And she's like, 
just keep the dog on the floor and like i'm gonna pretend like i didn't see the dog and they were like oh okay so like the dog just kind of ran around on the floor and like everything was cool but you know i do like that vibe too that they're like and then when we left last night yeah there were uh Two terrific dogs out on the, yep, the patio. dogs were out on the patio uh, hanging out, which... An te- amazing Great Dane. I don't know. So you, you had gone back in, and the Great Dane, I turned around, and the Great Dane was looking at me like, hey, dude, hey, dude, come over and rub my head. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I set my bag, my laptop bag down and, and walked over and asked, you know, could I pet? And, right. And the dog was already walking towards me, and... Uh, it it just needed uh, it needed some loving, and then uh, somebody at another table said, "Well, they've got another dog there in the back, which I couldn't see," and so I went around and and uh, uh, played with it a little while as well. So, I mean, breweries and dogs go together like peanut butter and jelly. They do, and in fact, um, in the article on uh, Rock Pit's website. They mentioned and included the photograph that when they first opened, uh, their first customer, first customer bought his beer with his dog. With his there. dog, so yeah, you know, it's, it's it's integral to sort of that culture. So yeah, and 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 I know that uh, that that's one of the things you and I both like to do, and and Jenny and I take our dog, oh, absolutely, uh, to to breweries, and and for a while I I, I wasn't working, and and uh, so I would take Pearl, my Weimaraner, to the. Uh, to the dog park and then uh, uh, go over to one of the local breweries and, and hang out and, and she'd uh, she'd snarf around everywhere and, uh, <laughs> and get some dog snacks. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't own a dog myself. I enjoy playing with dogs all the time at breweries. Um, always ask people, hey, can I pet your dog? And basically almost no one ever brings their dog to the brewery and is like, no, you can't pet my dog. Like, they just yeah. It's fine. Um, I did dog sit a couple times before, and I've always taken dogs. I've been dog sitting to the brewery. They love it. So just a, a good way to like get out. It's a great way to socialize your dog as well. So yeah, it's kind of like sure. a win-win. For Other sure. people get to pet your dog. Your dog gets used to being around people. Just makes it a cool atmosphere. So it does suck that you know some people out there are just, just terrible a couple people of ass-ass trying to make it hard for, for exactly. people for no reason. They're like, oh, you know what? This is a thing people like. Let me see if I can ruin that. Like, yep. Yep, yep. You need a hobby, but oh well. So, uh, John, thanks for uh, joining me for this first episode. Yeah, absolutely. F- future episodes will, uh, I think I'm going to have a mix of things, talk about happenings that are uh, going on at, at breweries in the region that we yeah. live. Have some cool people uh, uh, from the breweries talk, and then occasionally have, uh, have you and other people on just to kind of uh, jam about uh, what's uh, what what our favorite things are and uh, and the beers we're drinking. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Just given your your proclivity at a few of the uh, the local breweries back home, I, I'm definitely already seeing you know you being able to get some good people on there who you know work at some of those breweries either in the brewing process as a beer tender both and kind of like getting some good insight from them. So I'm yeah, sure I've there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming I've up. I've got a long list of, of people that I, I just want to have conversations with and, and, and talk about how they, they got to where they're at oh, and, for sure. and, and, uh, what makes them tick because the, the people that run these things, uh, they they do it for a reason that's way different than than most people that own businesses. So Absolutely, they, they, and and most of these people contribute to their communities in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, they really kind of focus on being that like community hub and 
it really seems like a lot of people who work in that industry have a degree of passion that most people don't have for their jobs. So uh, it's, it's, it's really nice to kind of see that wholesome experience, I would say. So uh, people can uh, find both of us on our other podcasts, the Same Shade of Difference podcast, yep, yep, sameshadeofdifference.com uh-huh. or ssodpodcast.com. That is correct. Where can people find you uh, if they uh, want to find you other places? Yeah, so if uh, you've listened to this and you realize I have the uh, best sounding voice ever. Got a killer uh, voice Which for radio. is true, yeah. And, and hilariously, I don't say this as an arrogant person. I, I never thought this before, but I've heard it so many times <laughs> since I started podcasting. Craig the Barber says, oh, you're right. That that guy you podcast with on Same Shade of Difference, he's got a voice for radio. Like random people I don't even know are saying this. So yeah, when Craig the Barber talks about you, it must be true. I, apparently. I'm going to have to go get my hair cut by Craig at some point, I guess. But um, if people want to know more about me, uh, my website is jfabhd.com. Thanks to you, since you sort of have now institutionalized the name jfab at our work, um, since we do work together. It took me a few years, uh, but the new work uh, picked it up right away. They did. It, it took them no time at all, and I regularly get emails, IMs, and text messages addressed to JFAB. So. Uh, just today, there was an email that said, plus JFAB. Yes. Not, not, not your name, nope. plus JFAB. Nope. Which is even better, because he could have done plus my name, and the mail system would have included me automatically without him having to type an extra thing in the two-line. People were like, no. I'm going to call him JFAB, yep. so I love that. Maybe um, you should add a, an alias. I should add an alias. It's a good idea. Alias. Actually, I think I've already added an alias. Okay. I'll have to double check, but you I think I've already added one. I think that activity doesn't work with an alias, though. I think it's got to be the actual like, ah, display name. But display name. Anyway, right. um, that, it's just sort of like a little page about me. It's got um, links to all my socials and whatnot. Other website, um, I do one more podcast, the Unusually Pink Podcast. Um, you can find the website for that at unusually.pink. Uh, that landing page has a blog. I write a whole bunch of just random articles. A lot of them are like tech heavy, some about music, some about movies, books, whatever I happen to feel like writing about. And if you go to unusually.pink forward slash podcast, I do a big old post there writing up about all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, pictures, funny things. So um, definitely check that out if you want to hear me talk more. Good deal. How about I appreciate you? you joining me for this uh, uh, first podcast. Yeah, and yeah, anytime. So, uh, clearly, you'd find me at the Craft Brew Geek. Oh, that's a surprise! Yeah, or uh, the the <laughs> usual socials on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. And uh, the the folks here at Dead Lizard Brewing were extra cool to let us uh, set up. And yeah. uh, and record a couple podcasts tonight. Yeah, so, I, uh, I liked that you uh, you asked. Hey, would it be a problem if we just like set up in the back and record some podcasts? And they're like, no. And um, while we were, you know, I, you were you were on the phone. I think as we're like setting up like the mic stands and microphones and laptops and stuff. And somebody who was sitting at the bar like was watching us and asked the beer tender like, what are they doing back there? And he's like, oh, they're going to record a podcast. And they're like, oh, that's super cool. So it wasn't like what kind of weirdos are doing this at a brewery? Everyone thought it was kind of neat. So I, I appreciated that vibe too. Absolutely. So, uh, hey man, thanks for joining me, joining a- me tonight. Anytime, man. You have All a right. good one and uh, let's go get another beer. We need another beer. <laughs>